Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skincare, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skincare harnesses nanofibers, tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough, encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? A formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly. But that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skincare, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. 
That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to FiberSkincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's FiberSkincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just wanna dance, 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 dance. Hey, bitchettes. Welcome back to the bar. This is bitch number one, Christy. And bitch number two, Kelly. Kelly, are you wearing sequins? I am. I am dead. What is that sequin situation? Well, because I always wear something that's on the show. I wore this in my interview. Oh. And my other things, the red dress, I had on a, I only have three things on this whole episode. Uh-huh. One, the thing at Pyramid, and it was a sweater. And yes. I'm in Florida and it's summer and it's 98 degrees outside with a heat index of 111. I'm not putting on a sweater. No. The other thing was that red dress that I wore at competition and I couldn't find it. So I had to wear this shit and thing. I hated this thing when I wore it the first time. <laughs> Let me see the sleeves. Oh, they're like connected. Yeah, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, they're kind of weird. I don't remember that, but I wouldn't have remembered it because I didn't really see you when you were going yeah, into interview yeah. unless we I were back just to wore back. It in, everything I didn't like, I kind of wore an interview because you really only seen from here up. Yeah. You know? Yes. Although we did wear some aggressive earrings and necklaces in interview. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, before we get into all of the things that we need to talk about, let's start off by thanking our patrons. These are people who went over to patreon.com and subscribe to our Patreon channel. If you're not already a member over there, definitely go check it out because you get to watch us record. Hello and see our lovely You get faces. to see my ugly shirt. You get to see Kelly's ugly shirt. You get to see my New Orleans kitchen. <laughs> you get to see uh, your little frog that we saw last week. Yeah, you so cute. Everybody always says that you look like you're sitting in a playpen because of the way your railings I are. I know. <laughs> I am in a playpen, everybody. Yeah. Kelly, my ass. Kelly can't be trusted. The only uh, other place for me to sit is on my couch and it's by the windows and it's there's a glare. Oh, God. So everybody just leave me alone or I'm going back to my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would give a shit if you were my in your crib bed. is better than the bed. Yes. My sleep bed, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Kelly goes back and forth between like three places. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen you on the balcony. Well, I can't talk. Out, I can't be out there because the sound. Yeah. It's too loud. There's like somebody... the guy that edits us yells at me. Ah, uh, I see. There's somebody yeah, walking. Or I would do it out there all the time. Yeah. Well, it's pretty hot out there. Okay. Well, let's start off by thanking people who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar and joined our Patreon channel. Let's thank Madeline, Rachel, Allison, Brooklyn, Emily, Ellie, Corey, Sky, Dylan, Cameron, Stephanie, Ariel, Ren, Ruby Peak, Chantel, Sierra, Thaler, Dana, 
Zozo Lakini, Abby's flip-flop shirt. Did we already say that person? Abby's flip-flop shirt. Tori24, Amanda, Mary Harmon, Taya, Abby, Gracie, Fiona, Elena, Michelle, Shelby, Barrett, KK, Angie, Allie, Ashley, Britt, McKaney, Lauren, Kristen, Amanda, Camille, Maddie Diva, Sarah, Meredith, Renee, Lauren, Meredith, Victoria, Megan, Morgan, Megan, Caitlin, Jordan, Annie, Rachel, Chloe, Scarlett, and Sophie Paul. Jordan, Funky Phoebe, Taylor, Aaron, Ella, Desiree, Danny, Charlotte, Gianna, Victoria, Ashwini, Liv, Karen, Julia, Summer, Kaya, Aaron, Kayleen, Maddie, Mariah, Susie, Kelsey, Ashley, Lou, Cynthia, Cade, McKenna, Jessica, Allison, Michelle, Heidi, Zoe, Alexandria, Megan, Alex, Whitney, Stephanie, Allison, Sarah, Tatiana, Julia, Amani, Gloria, Jules, Sarah, Claudia, Riley, Teeth, Phaedra, Megan, almost done, Cal. Emily, Casey, Ben, Riley, Charlotte, Ella, Julia, Gemma, Allison, Susan, Jenny, Maxie, Gabby, Jessica, Jen, Kara, Vince, Miranda, Kathleen, Tracy, Virginia, Hannah, Colette, Cheney, Rebecca, Cambria, Julia, Kate, Bethany, Stephanie, Baby Goat Eater. <laughs> Elizabeth, Kara, <laughs> Bailey, Olivia, Brooke, George, Kylie, M, Jordan, Jordan, Anne, Chloe, Ashley, Caitlin, Bree, Libby, My Kim, Emma, Aflaherty, and Audrey. Thank you, guys. It was a lot. We, we didn't do last week, though, so. Uh-uh. Okay, so what you drinking today? I am having a white Russian. Oh, Wow. Yes. And I'm probably going to hate myself because I'm going to bingo tonight, but my girlfriend owns a bar down the street and the guy haven't been going to my Monday night bingo. I haven't gone in months. No, today's Wednesday. I know. I haven't gone to my Monday night bingo in months. So my girlfriend that that owns a bar just right down the street is starting bingo tonight. (gasps) So it's our first night. So I'm going there, but I didn't have anything else to drink, and now I'm drinking this, and I don't like to mix things. Uh-uh, you you're going to be drinking And this is like night. milk, like like milky, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, ugh, I don't know. I'm probably going to feel like shit tomorrow, but. It's going to curdle in your stomach. Well, oh, don't tell me that. Remember when I had them? Irish car, car bombs? Yes. Oh. 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 Well, I've been in New Orleans for the last week working, and I'm here for another week, so I'm here like for two weeks. And everyone always talks about the Irish coffees at Aaron Rose. And I'm not a huge coffee drinker. So I'm like, eh, but I stopped and got one a couple of days ago and it's frozen. So it's frozen Irish coffee. And then they put a vanilla vodka floater in it. <gasps> ah, that sounds good. Oh God. It's really good. So now it's like my little, Is that after- your new morning drink. No, that's my afternoon delight. Thank you. Well, whenever we <laughs> film in the morning, you should get one of those. I should. The only problem is that most of those bars Aren't close open. at like 7 a.m. and they open at noon. Yeah, we'll go at 10 a.m. or at 7 a.m. and get it and just reheat it at 10. Well, it's frozen. You got a microwave there. Oh, it's frozen. That's right. We'll put it in your freaking freezer. Yeah, but then I don't like when you refreeze slushies. They're gross. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I know. Picky, picky bitch. Uh, look what I'm drinking. Twisted tea. Twisted tea. Twisted tea. Did you see they now have that in a box? No. Yeah, I saw a commercial of it. It had uh, like a box that like almost like a box of wine. That you shut can, your like, mouth. Yeah, we need to get ourselves one of them. We could just Yes, it's on tap. Oh shit. Yes. That's the last thing I need is twisted tea on tap. Yeah, that's what we need. 
I am Pusiti, send us some of them. They won't send alcohol in the mail. I know. I wonder why. Don't they know that like this is Louisiana? There are no laws as far as alcohol goes. Yeah. You can't like send it to Florida, Pennsylvania. I think you can. Florida, I think you can. Yeah. I'm thinking if there's two states with not a lot of rules, it's Louisiana <laughs> and Florida. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I'm just having a twisted tea. Very boring. But I have a really long day today. And so um, I thought like the caffeine would be helpful because I have to stay up late. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that'll help. Yes, it'll help. You know, remember when we used to lay in bed? We yeah. Figure out why we couldn't yeah, sleep. Yeah, Christy's like, I don't know why I can't sleep. I'm like, well, maybe it was like the 15 twisted teas you drank. Yeah, I would lay in bed. My eyes were like this, literally. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm having heart palpitations. I'm like, why can't I sleep? Oh, you <sighs> dumb bitch. Yes. President of the dumb bitch club right here. Yes. Oh my God, that would be a cute t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we can ask Ashley here and then we'll talk about it on the after show, but everybody wants merch, Cal. Someone we definitely do that. We need to figure it out because someone said, I need a pink bitchette hoodie. I would wear the shit out of that this winter. Me too. Me too. I would wear the shit out of the bitchette hoodie. Yeah. I'd, let's I'd, do it. Yeah. You know what I did have? I've never been able to find, you can find them, but the ones I have are super cute. We should get these for Halloween. They are a good witch and a bad witch sweatshirt. I could be the good witch and you can be the bad witch. I don't think so. No. Okay. I'll be the bad witch. Okay. So so I'd be Glenda. Isn't that the good witch? Glenda the good witch? Yeah. And then I'd be Alphaba. You'd be the the power. Okay. We have the house on you. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's that's her sister. Oh, well, in the in last week's episode, Abby was trying to kill the witch with the water. Oh my! You weren't yes. there. She'd have been probably thrown it on you. I can't be instead. <laughs> she would have tried to throw it on me. Yeah. Remember when she told me once she wouldn't spit on me if I was on fire? Yeah. <laughs> She's such a fucking piece of work. Uh-huh. Oh, one thing I did notice. I think it's in this episode, but I started to pick up on it when I was like, see clips of dance moms that come up on my feed is Abby says shit wrong all the time. Like Like an example is she said to Kathy this one time, she's like, you're red and white and black all over because people read you in the obituaries instead of remember that joke when you were little, you're like, what's black and white and red all over the newspaper. But she said, you're red and white and black all over. Like she gets shit just a little yeah, bit wrong. You knew what she meant. Yeah. But I'm like, mm, if we're going to use those insults, let's at least try to get them right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like wedding vowels instead of vowels. Yeah. <laughs> what a I, I do that kind of shit all the time. So I can't make fun because I'm yeah. terrible with that. We don't do shit like that. Yeah. I'm known for it. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, I'm excited that you are uh, doing oh, this I am not. episode. And can I say, I just hate this episode. Our fight oh. is so stupid. Kelly, so I hate stupid. everything about this episode. Abby's really horrific to Chloe. So that's a good time. Yeah. I look like a fucking miserable twat. We fight and I cry. It's a good time. I, I think you were a miserable twat. I was. Yeah. You were like being a brat. And was- in the dressing room, you were like, well, I'm an adult. If I want to roll my eyes, I can't. <laughs> right here, bitch. 
right here, bitch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at that point we had already made up. So I, I was, know, but you're but a bitch. I was trying to be sassy on camera. <laughs> I know. And guess I what? Know. I'm not. I'm yeah. not an actress. And so when I have to be sassy and say dumb shit, it comes out sounding stupid. All right. Well, so. we'll talk about that when we get there. Oh, yeah. We got a long way to go before we get there. Oh, it's a long oh. episode again. I hate these episodes. All right. But... So should we start? Oh, look. Get I have mine on. too. Oh, my God. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> these are my cheapies from Walmart. Well, these are my cheapies from Target. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're impossible to wear with headphones. I need them kind that just sit on your nose. They don't have the ear things because these hurt me. How did those work? It just rests on your nose. I've never the, seen like Ben things. Franklin or whatever he is. He didn't have the little stems. Somebody didn't. One of them people in history didn't have them. <laughs> it was Anne Frank. Einstein. I don't know who it was. Somebody had them. It was Anne Frank. And I need to borrow them. All right, let's get started. Okay, so we're on season three, episode eight, and it's called You've Been Unfriended. Clever. I unfriended you, Christy. Maybe I unfriended you. I don't think so. No, I don't either. Supposedly, I'm the one that didn't call. Correct. <laughs> All right. So we start off in the parking lot. Holly um, fell in a pothole. Oh, no? No. <laughs> okay. uh, Holly and Nia walk in. Holly's singing, let's rock and roll. Holly says, the team isn't complete without Christy and Chloe, um, who were suspended last week. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I hate that it's made out to be like, Abby punished me. She does oh, not suspend I know. Me. I get there. I get there. When we were fighting and you you say, oh, I, I sat out in the parking lot for you. I know. I know. We've already discussed that it was not about me. I know. But Abby got to suspend me and was like so excited to be like, oh, I have power over Christy. <laughs> and then for how many weeks? You were? Brooke. Oh, yeah. I guess so. See? Stupid. It's all yeah. fucking stupid. Like, I think she was like off for like three weeks. Remember, she wasn't on the was, pyramid or nothing for like I think it weeks. was longer than that. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. Quit your whining. Well, I'm whining all <laughs> I want. All right. So then we go into the den and it's me, Holly, and Melissa. And I tell Melissa that you won't call me and that I hope you come back. And Holly says that she talked to you the day before and that my name didn't come up at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm Which like. I find to be weird, but okay. And I'm like, it's going to be really awkward this week because I tried calling Christy and I tried texting her, but she didn't answer me. I'm like, I don't even know what to say when I see you. Here's my thought here. You know, it's funny that obviously somebody didn't really think about is that technically Abby suspended me or supposedly Abby suspended me. And I come back this week without Abby saying I'm allowed back. So what makes me think like, oh, I'm just going to come back. You yeah. know, yeah, and you kind of get a little glimpse of it when I'm at the desk and I'm like, well, I'm going to go in because this is my job and yeah. I have to do my Which job. Which is definitely like the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about filming. Right. Which is why we all come back. That's why I came back oh. when I left too. So then we see you and Chloe in the parking lot <gasps> and, you know. Did you see Blueberry is gone? I have my new car. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. We moved up in the world. Yep. I got, my I still store. have my minivan here in Florida. <laughs> I still haven't moved up in the world. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. I'm a loser. Okay. Well, you're uh, economical. Yes. Okay. So we see you and Chloe, 
you know, in the parking lot and you're talking about, you know, coming back to the ALDC and you're, you want to make sure that she's positive that she wants to come back. Okay. And then my favorite saying is I want to walk into the studio. Like I want a stiletto jammed in my eyeball (laughs) (laughs) and that you're back because Chloe wants to dance and you're doing this for her. How much should we hate saying that? Cause we always had to say it. We always had to be the one to give in and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. go back. Not you know, Abby it couldn't be like, Abby calling us saying, you know, I want you back on the team or whatever. It mm-hmm. was always we had to be the losers and say, oh, can we come back? Our, my daughter just really wants this. Meanwhile, because yeah. you're standing there like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just can't wait. Yeah. So then you come in and Abby, Gianna and Rachel are sitting at the front desk. Chloe just walks in and goes back to the den. And everybody's so excited to see Chloe. That was cute. Yeah. And you, you know, try to say hi to Abby and ask her if she'll talk to you. And she's like, no, like she wouldn't even speak. Oh, I She know. just like nods her head and it's like, no. She's <laughs> such a witch. And you're like, you know, you want to speak to her in private. And she's like, no. Mm-mm. And you're like, well, since you're not going to speak to me, I'm going to speak at you. Right. Because I, I had to say that I had to talk well, to her. Yeah. But she makes it difficult. She wants, she wanted to make you look like an idiot. Yes. And by the way, I didn't fucking want to talk to Abby and I had yeah. to like say stuff to her on camera. And I think at this point, especially when it's like you and me specifically, she's so pissed that she can't really get rid of us. Yeah, I know. She's like I'm not saying yeah. word, which yeah. why do I have to talk? And she doesn't wrong. Well, it's that way a lot. I know. <laughs> All right. So you tell Abby, you know, that you apologized for your behavior, like in the hallway at the competition. And you told them that you talked to the director of the competition and everything's good. You tell Abby that, you know, in no way, shape or form should she hold this against Chloe. Mm-hmm. And Abby's like laughing at you. Why would she hold it against a kid? She always does. I know. I know. I'm just saying it, but go on. So here's one of my favorite moments. And you're like, at least I would think you should know that. I would think your mother would have taught you better. She always talks about what a great mom she has. Yep. And then she was like, did that chicken head thing. (laughs) You say to Abby, I'm going to go in because this is my job and I'm to be here. Yeah, it is my job. You film. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I am on a TV show where I have to deal with her. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then Abby says to Rachel, she has nerve talking about my mother. She doesn't even have a mother. Because that's Who my fault. <laughs> that. Yeah. Like, like whether it's true or not, who the hell says that? Especially like on national television. Her. Like what her. a bitch. She's such a bitch. But who also calls your mom a whore? I know. I know. <laughs> She so says, she, that woman thinks I'm going to give her the time of day. How dare her even walk into this studio? She has balls, big balls like a man, because that's what she is. She is disgusting. I've got big man balls. I didn't know that. I didn't either. <laughs> well, I'm going to say, if I do have big man balls, I shave them. Oh, good. Because <laughs> we don't want to. We like some manscaping done. We Manscaping and we don't want disco balls. We have a disco <laughs> bush. We do not want a disco ball. Yeah. Oh, disco ball. Oh, I get it. 
We should call this disco oh, balls. So you uh, you leave Abby and you go into the den. You know, you come in and you tell Holly that you could only talk at Abby. She wouldn't speak to you. <laughs> and Holly's like, well, sometimes that it's better that way. <laughs> 100% Holly. Then <laughs> Jill asks, you know, what you've been up to. And you say, you know, wait, and we'll talk about it when we go upstairs. Yeah. Then Abby comes in upstairs. and she's like, no need to applause. Let's go. What were we applauding for? Like for her walking in? Again, people talk about people changing on the show. Her ego was so big Uh, at this point. It was like big ball size. (laughs) So you both have big balls. We both have big balls. I'm thinking she didn't shave hers. No. Yeah. Ew, Kelly. Oh my God. I just got so nauseous thinking this through. (laughs) So then you and your interview are like, everyone seems excited to see me except Kelly. You weren't excited, you little bitch. I wasn't. I know. <laughs> Just being honest. How do you really feel? All right. <laughs> You're such a whore. So then we go into the studio for Pyramid. And of course, we're not wearing shoes because mm. we're losers. Ugh. And Abby says, they told me that Detroit was going to be a tough city. Well, it was. We weren't the big winners. You got beat. Third place. Kathy is a fake and a phony. She calls herself a choreographer. She's an embarrassment to my vocation. And Holly just looks at Abby like. We all just look at Abby at this point. We're like, what? Uh, what? So then Abby brings up the Paige and Nia's duet. And she you know, says that she pulled it. And she tells Nia, you know, if your mother is out of control, you won't dance. And like, that goes for everybody. Right. Like, we don't know that. Right. I I, I think we've learned that from me and you. Yes. So then Holly says, Abby, that's fine. I do want it noted on the record that I was defending my daughter because you were insensitive about her health issues. And that's what my disagreement was. (laughs) And, And Abby says, you know, let's just say I'm not putting up with it anymore. And she looks at the girls and says, We've had a member of the team suspended. You all know what a suspension is. And it's the last chance before dismissal. And Chloe is just standing there wanting to die. She wants the floor to open her up and she wants to fall inside of a pothole. Paige is in Brooke are hoping that they're like holding on to Chloe. Yes. And everybody, everybody just falls in the pothole together. Yes. It swallows them up and they end up <laughs> on the other side in a magical land full of happiness and sunshine. Uh huh. Narrator. It did not happen. <laughs> so then we go to, we start the pyramid and Abby says, you know, Chloe, obviously you're not on the pyramid because you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And in the lo- bottom row, we have Nia's last. And Abby says, you, you should have expected to be there because your, your mother was the mouth. idiot and made a fight, mm-hmm. you know. Didn't Jill misbehave more when she was like chasing Kathy? Absolutely water? not because she was sticking up for Abby. I know I'm being rhetorical. Oh, I was going to say that no. doesn't count. I know, but I'm just saying yeah. if you're really going by it, then yes, Jill was a far bigger idiot. Yes. Then Paige is next and she's at the bottom because she got kind of thrown under the bus with the duet. <laughs> Also known as, this is just a really good excuse to keep Paige at the bottom. Exactly. (laughs) Then we have Kendall. You were given a solo and you didn't even make it in the top 10. Do you think I should keep giving you a solo? No. Now, I would have thought Paige should have been above her. 
Yes. Because she didn't make it even in the top 10. Paige didn't the group really do anything well. wrong. She, she didn't did do the group anything dance wrong. Good. And, and she kind of was... I don't know what what the word is. Like she she didn't get to do her duet because of yeah, somebody yeah, else. Yeah, she you know? it wasn't her fault. Whatever. Yes, but whatever. In the middle row, we have Kenzie. She says earlier this season, she told Mackenzie that she was the weak link and she took her out of the group routines. But last week she was excellent. <laughs> now keep an eye on Mackenzie coming up in this group dance because you can start to see Abby. Putting the girls, even though like she, she's like, okay, you were great in the group dance last week, Mackenzie. It was acro. Yes. That's your strong suit, blah, blah, blah. But in the dance that the girls did this week, like a bluesy jazz number, you would think Mackenzie would be put in the back. You can see Abby starting to arrange the girls just simply based on spite because she has Mackenzie in front of Nia, Chloe, and Paige. They're all dancing back up now to Mackenzie. Uh, I you didn't know? pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, oh, Paige is always in the back, so I, I don't even pay attention. But yeah, but she's not usually dancing back up to Mackenzie. Yeah. So then we have Brooke, and they show a flashback of Brooke, you know, being miserable with the competition <laughs> last week. <laughs> now imagine if our storyline was looking miserable. Can you imagine how many flashbacks they could have of you and I just oh, standing yeah. there looking like bitches? Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of do. A million. Yeah, they do show a lot of them. (laughs) So Abby tells Brooke, you know, in the group routine, the parts that she did on her own were excellent, but she wants her to be more of a role model. All right. Give her some opportunities to do that, Ab. Thank you. And then on the top, we have Maddie. And And Melissa cries. And Abby points out that Maddie hadn't had a solo in several weeks and that it's tough getting to the top of the pyramid, but it's even tougher trying to stay there. And, you know, you know that. I've heard it. I've heard it once or 12. <laughs> so then she announces that we're going to Fort Lauderdale. And we're go- Yeah, we're going to intensity dance competition. And we're doing a group routine called Money is the Root of All Evil. And now, everybody's in it. Do you think that's a little foreshadowing of Abby's future? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. But, you know, when we're in the dressing room and Abby's like, oh, about my money. Oh, your bags of money. I think this is the episode she's screaming at you, bags of money. Bags of money. Meanwhile, like, let me me just say this. In all the other episodes has said, I don't pay my bills. Right. Now in this one, she's saying how much money I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, like, it's so contradicting. And then I also want to say only mom on the show that still has the same house that I had before I started the show. Okay, but wait, you have a Florida house too. I still have the same too. car that I had when I started the show. It's not like I go around floating that I had money. No, but you do have a Florida house now, but fine. Um, I, I bought it the first year we were on the show. I know, but we have to say though, it, there is a story where we were standing at the desk. I am sure it's this episode where she was screaming at you that she heard that you were ro- walking around with bags of money. Remember, she was like, yeah, beat I red, wish, her I, eyeballs. I wish <laughs> <laughs> I was. I know. Reenact that. <laughs> I know. But then we were in Vegas somewhere. I think we were in Vegas and there was a statue of somebody like carrying suitcases full of money. This is months later. And Jill turns and just very off the cuff goes, oh, there's Kelly's bags of money. God, I wish I had bags of money. I know. And the funniest thing is- But if I did have bags of money, I wouldn't have the same freaking car that I had 11 years ago. 
And if you did have bags of money, you would have reported it to the IRS. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. Okay, Shady. so you say that, you know, I don't really equate money with evil. Abby, yes. Money, no. Abby says that the costumes are going to be emerald green, like the color of money or envy. We love envy. Abby loves an envy, a jealous Mm -hmm. dig. And then she says that, you know, the costumes are going to require some work, like surprise, surprise. When don't (laughs) they require work? Right. And that we'll be putting actual money on them for decoration. I think defacing money is a felony. I do too. And we thought about that. Uh huh. I remember fighting about that. And because we were talking about the flag, like, you know, the doing flag. things with the flag and then with money. And she didn't really care. She's... Right. Because we were the ones on camera doing it. Exactly. Yeah. We did definitely fought about that. Mm-hmm. And Holly says in her interview, you know, we spend enough money on costumes as it is. This is going to be an expensive week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then she says that Maddie is going to have a solo. It's lyrical and it's called You Don't Know Me. And Brooke is doing an acrobatic lyrical solo called Care Less. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is Brooke's first solo of the season. Brooke needs to show Abby how much she wants to be a part of the team. Why? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I do like Brooke's little green lace top she's wearing. It's cute. I didn't pay attention to it. It's cute. It's probably like a bra from like an area or something. It's not dance wear, but it was very cute. Oh, you know what? It's I know what bras you're talking about. Sort of like a little halter. Yeah, I know what it is. It's from Nordstrom. It's, what's yeah, that? it's cute. Oh, uh, I can't think of the name. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Okay, I can't um, think of the name. Oh, well. Zel- Zella? No. No. They sell it in Macy's and everywhere. Mm, I can't okay. okay, so then we start the group rehearsal. And Abby is like, you know, the dance is bluesy. You know, think of being in a speakeasy or a nightclub. Sure. Because they have all points of reference there. Yeah. Like, I'm up there saying, I don't even know what a speakeasy is. Like, yes. Well, Jill so Googles if, it, thankfully. If me of all people don't know what a speakeasy is, my kids sure as hell aren't going to know. Me and you should definitely know what yeah. that is, Christy. I know. <laughs> yes. I actually have gone to a speakeasy here a couple of times. Yeah, we have a speakeasy here, but it's not really a speakeasy. They call it a speakeasy, but it's not. This one's cool. You have to go get, uh, you used to have to get a password, but everybody knew the password. So now you have to get a card from a certain store. And then you go in through the back door and there is a vampire in the courtyard. He has like the the contacts in and stuff. Uh And then he lets you upstairs into the speakeasy that's very like vampire-y and they serve all the drinks out of lead bags. Ooh. It's cool. Okay. It's not bad. Okay. So Abby says that, you know, the dance is contemporary, but has a little flamboyancy to it. Okay. Um, we need to bring it and we'll be counting the chump change on the way home. I wrote the words <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> like, why does she say this dumb shit? So then they show us upstairs and, you know, Holly is like, of course the kids aren't going to know what a speakeasy is. They don't go to speakeasies. No. Um, Melissa says she doesn't know what a speakeasy is. So Jill looks it up and she says, you know, it's a place where alcohol was sold illegally during the the prohibition in the 1920s to 1933. Blind pig. It's called a blind pig. Yes. And I'm so Um, happy we weren't alive during speakeasies or during prohibition. That would, we would have been in prison. Yes, definitely. 
Yeah. For 13 years, you couldn't drink. It was illegal. Yeah. We wouldn't survive. No, I would have been making toilet gin (laughs) or no, it's bathtub gin. What is it? You make it out of the toilet if you're in prison. Okay. So Holly's telling me, you know, about how, you know, the alcohol is illegal. And then she says that even the fact that the kids are underage, (laughs) they still wouldn't go into a bar. I love that you say, I don't go to the, to any that are illegal. The ones I go to here are all legal. Yeah. Well, I, I do nothing illegal. <laughs> I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kel. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're like, you know, speakeasies don't currently exist. And then you say, like, after missing last week, you feel like an outsider sitting up there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And Holly says, you know, that it was kind of quiet on Saturday. And then they show a flashback of Abby throwing water on Kathy and, you know, Kathy hitting Abby with the purse. And Abby going, yeah. (laughs) And then Holly, you know, calling her a monstrosity of evil, which, which I don't know why she said it was quiet. I think she meant until Saturday. Like it was a quiet weekend. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because Saturday was pretty adventurous. No, it was wild. It was yeah. totally wild. And what's so funny about it is that Abby didn't say shit about Saturday's competition being like that. Nothing. At Pyramid, usually she'd be like, oh, and Pyramid, but, or not Pyramid, but it's competition. Exactly because she was embarrassed that she was sitting there crying for being hit by a purse. Kelly, Abby is never embarrassed. Okay. You may have temporarily lost your mind. <laughs> so me and you are up there and we're like, I called you. You didn't call me. <laughs> you that didn't answer. Sense. I even texted you. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. With we're us. like, we're two years old. I know. I cannot. <laughs> oh, and I love that they had us sitting next to each other because you 100% know that they made us sit next to each other. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. And, and that was so was easy for the cameraman having us go back and forth. Like, you know, yeah. I texted and you, you didn't you answer. Didn't no, me. you didn't. Yeah. And you can tell that I'm like sitting kind of turned away from you and I'm looking miserable and you're just like, I'm working on my hat. I'm like, okay, work on your hat. Yeah, you, you have a hissy fit and stand up and say that you're going to go downstairs and w- we can all just chat away. Well, because let me explain. I'm going to break the fourth wall to people. Anytime you left like upstairs, if you had to go downstairs and film a scene, God forbid or you go down go in the, the bathroom. Abby. Yes, it was free reign for everybody to talk about you. So I used to sit there and I know you did too. I would like my back teeth would literally be floating down the street. And I'm like, I'm not fucking peeing because they're going to talk shit on me. No way. But nine times out of 10, when he went downstairs to confront Abby or to go downstairs for us to talk about you, the producers told us to go downstairs. Oh, yes. So they could get contact of us talking about you or whatever. And that's why I said- It it wasn't by choice ever. No. And that's why I said, go ahead, chit chat away. Cause I knew what was happening. And then that's why I come back up and I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm sitting up here. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not like, don't talk about me. I'm like, fuck you. Not you, them. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not walking away. I got suspended by production, not Abby. I'm not going downstairs for you guys to talk shit on me. Get away from me. Yeah. I love, here's one of my favorite parts of Dance Moms. So Jill was literally just sitting there. She heard every word. I walked downstairs and she goes, 
So what happened? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell her, you know, that I tried calling you and, you know, you say, well, you didn't leave me a message. And I'm like, I never leave you a voicemail. You just see that I call and call me back, which is so true. Yes. I I, have I that. ever in my life left you a voicemail? I don't think so. No. And Honestly. when you see that I call, do you call me back? Yeah. So I love that you're like this. I'm having a bad week thing. Isn't cutting it. I'm like, fuck you. Dance mom well, sucks. So you come walking back upstairs and you say, you know, you're not playing these games. And, you know, you and I go back and we talk about our conversations still. We can't agree on if you called me or, or if I called you or if you were supposed to call me back or whatever. I mean, it's just so stupid. And the whole thing is edited really poorly because we're yeah. like, I called you on Sunday at the competition. Well, the competition was always on a Saturday. So like that didn't make sense. And it was like the day you left. And I was like, yeah, you called me and you said, are you okay? I missed my partner in crime. And that's all I wanted from you. That's all. But the way it's but, cut. But you said I called you and said, I missed my partner in crime. And then you said, but that's all I wanted from you. But I, that, I did that. Yeah, I don't. There, there was obviously more in this conversation because it was all so yeah. choppy, but I do want to point out that Abby is watching from downstairs and she oh, and she's loving loves it. it. Oh, she's loving loves it. Absolutely. It. We Absolutely. should have been like, you know what? I don't care how mad we are. Let's never fight in front of her. Cause it gives her too much excitement. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. No. So now way. we have two days left of the competition and we're upstairs and you point out like the tension between Melissa and Abby has disappeared. And you ask yeah. Melissa what happened that everything went back to normal between them. And Melissa says that, you know, she thinks that because Abby realized that they're a team and they need each other. Mm, I don't know if Abby realized that because I'm pretty sure Chloe was part of the team and Abby doesn't feel like she needs her. Well, then here I am being a real bitch. I'm like, well, do you think maybe it's because Sophia decided to leave and didn't want to be part of the team and Abby realizes that Maddie's all she got? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I'm a bitch. But I that line killed Melissa. You know that killed her. Yes. And then but, so she just deflects and goes back to exactly what she said. Abby, yeah. We're all part of a team. She never really answers anything. No. Uh-uh. Okay, so you're like, okay. Yeah. So you're like, uh, in your interview, you're like, it might be back to normal for Melissa and Maddie, but it's certainly not normal for Kelly and I. We're barely talking. We haven't even hardly made eye contact. Oh, you wanted to make eye contact with me. I wanted to look at you and be like, can you fucking believe these bitches? <laughs> <laughs> so then they show the girls, you know, practicing in Studio A and Abby's giving Ugh. Chloe corrections or whatever, but she won't say her name. Ugh, this makes me absolutely sick because like the whole girl in the front or whatever it's yeah. literally <clears throat> dehumanizing her yeah so you're like how belittling can it get um to not even say someone's name it's not even rude like she talks about us and our rude behavior and our rude manners and our rude rude, rude. this is nauseating how sickening mm -hmm. this is but Abby says that she's doing it to teach Chloe not to take anything for granted. That even if you're gone, the show must go on. How and does Abby not saying Chloe's name teach her anything like that? It doesn't, but go on. Sorry, I didn't no. mean to interrupt. That's okay. So then, you know, Abby's in there talking to the girls and she reminds them that they have one more day to rehearse 
before the competition. And then she dismisses them. Mm -hmm. And Melissa is up there and she's like, Kelly, you know, come down to the costume shop with me and let's get supplies. Kelly, come with me. Uh (laughs) She says that, you know, this is her opportunity to find out what's going on between me and you. And Uh maybe she can help out. Yes. I think that's exactly what Melissa was up to. (laughs) So we're in the dressing room and I say that, you know, our fight, you know, I'm telling her like about our fight. And Melissa says she doesn't want to get involved in the argument. And I said, we need to move past the issue. Uh huh. Melissa agrees. And she points out that um, we've all said and done things that hurt each other. And we need to get on with life. And then we leave the dressing room or dance wear room, whatever you want to call it. I'm concerned, though, about Melissa's hair in her interview. It's very aggressive. Oh, I missed it. Oh, well, it was hard to it was hard to miss. It was weird that they had Melissa call me down there and ask me about that. Uh, you think it's weird for that? Yeah. How about Melissa going for drinks with me uh, yeah. we'll and holding my hand and drinking? No, beer. you hold her hand. We're I getting know. to that. Yeah. We're getting to that, girlfriend. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Then they show us upstairs and you're like, Chloe starts crying and oh. she tells you that, you know, Abby's refusing to say her name and Nia's like, she's being mean to Chloe and Chloe and interview says during rehearsal miss abby isn't really acknowledging me or saying my name and it really hurts my feelings because i'm still a person oh oh does that to a child i don't know but kelly this is a really hard episode for me because of that i am like sick watching and that little girl like when she's sitting there and she's like (laughs) like i mean that is real you guys can be like oh your show's scripted or blah 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 Uh, you know reality's not real that's fucking real. Oh, yeah. Believe me. I've been there. Um, so Chloe goes downstairs. She's still crying. You go after her. And you say that Abby's refusing to say Chloe's name in an effort to take away Chloe's importance. Also not doing it because she didn't want to say Chloe's name on TV. Because she was like so pissed at that point that any of the kids had a fan base that she was trying to like not promote their fame. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance moms. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So It's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bar. So then you and Chloe are in the bathroom and you're, you know, talking to Chloe and telling her, you know, not to give the Abby the power to upset her. And Chloe's telling, you, you know, she's okay. And you're like, you're my daughter. Come on. You got, you got a little bit in of me in you Buck up, and don't give Abby the power, which Ugh. is funny. I don't know that our girls are like Mm-mm. us that much, especially pa- maybe Brooke, but Paige and Chloe, Mm-mm. I think they're just too sweet to be mm-hmm. me. Like us again, a very hard episode for me. Mm-hmm. So then they show Brooks rehearsal, solo rehearsal. And for some reason I'm in there watching. Yes. The rehearsal. I wrote that. I was like, why? Why would I be in there? In I don't there? know why. Yeah. And I'm wearing shoes. How about that shit? I didn't um, notice that. I wrote, why the <laughs> fuck are you in there? <laughs> I, I don't know. But then we go to Brooks interview, which I think is hysterical. And she's like, Abby knows I couldn't care less about dance. And that's why she's making me do this solo. That was funny. That was actually (laughs) funny. And I'm whining saying Abby doesn't give Brooke a lot of rehearsal time and doesn't teach Brooke's routines early in the week. Abby gives her a song called Care Less. And that makes Brooke feel like, I guess I should care less. It, it does. Like, I mean, like Maddie's, it's called, you don't know me. And that's, and Abby's like, you know, that's because people don't know you. You can do other things and whatever. But mm-hmm. Brooke, you could care less. Yeah. Like, it, it's just totally. Oh, it's all a mind big fuck games. You. It's mind yeah. games. Yeah. All a fuck you. All of it is a fuck you. Yeah. She should just name dances like Big Middle Finger. Your mother sucks. 
Mm-hmm. you're going to lose. <laughs> so Abby says to Brooke, I just want you to work hard and care about whatever it is you want to do. Don't just be aver- an average kid that falls through the cracks. Don't do anything half bleep. I know she said the word bleep, but it's so funny to me whenever Abby says shit like that, because I'm always like, aren't you the one who gets all over us anytime there's even like the hint of a swear word, you know? Yeah. Then she says to Brooke, go ahead and rest. Old ladies need lots of rest. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Okay. Then she says, I'm trying to jab Brooke a little. Absolutely. Brooke, do you care? Or do you, could you care less? We'll see. Then we go in the den and Nia and Paige are there and Nia and Paige are talking and they're saying, you know, the team is only doing three routines this week and they usually do four. So they're like, we should ask if we can do the duet that we were supposed to do last week. I love that they're like, ooh, this is our big chance. I'm like, for fuck's sakes. Like, what are you two? Are you nuts? Okay. So Paige is like, Nia Nia says she's going to go in. And Paige is like, I'm very terrified for Nia. I was crying. I'm very terrified. Uh, Miss Abby is a little scary at times. (laughs) Yes, Paige. I agree. Then they show Holly, you know, calling her a monstrosity of evil and Abby pulling the duet. So Nia goes in and asks Abby about doing the duet. And Holly is like, oh, that's my big girl doing it all on her own. Meanwhile, I'm thinking that the producers told me to go in and and do it. Abby says, you know, Nia's asking me herself. Her mother isn't speaking for her. She's acting mature and taking matters into her own hands. Nia, that's exactly what I want to see. You've got my attention. God, I think that in my opinion, you should avoid getting Abby's attention in any way, shape or form. (laughs) So Abby tells her that she's going to think about it. And, you know, she makes it clear that she's not saying no. You know what I was thinking the entire time I was watching this whole thing is that the studio is now gone. It's like rubble. It's it's leveled. And the irony of ironies is they turned that fucking parking lot into a school bus parking lot. I cannot yeah. even talk about. Do you think they paved it? I sure as hell hope so. If not, there's going to be so many kids late for school because their bus is stuck in a pothole. Yes. You know? You should go by and see if it's paved. I'm going to do like a land survey and see what the elevation changes are. Take pictures so you can send to me. 100%. But I was just thinking that place is so full of trauma and despair that it was like in Forrest Gump when Jenny's house is torn down. <laughs> like, like the kids probably were like, please make me a bird and let me fly far, far away. <laughs> and now we go to my favorite part. You Kelly, and Melissa at Mohan's. I have no words for this scene. I am ashamed of myself when I watch this scene. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm thinking, hoping at least you had a freaking cheese log while you were there. I may have. And I'm thinking that, okay, here's what I want to say. This scene was clearly like an episode of the Twilight Zone because Melissa and I are both drinking beer. Ew, Melissa the beer? Yeah. I've never seen Melissa drink a beer. Have you ever seen me drink a beer? drink beer either, yeah. That's what it was? Yes. I'm about 99% sure it's a beer. And I was like, Oh, well, this just goes to show it's almost like they did an AI scene because nothing in this scene feels real. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there mm-hmm. when you're holding her hand. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> I'd like, 
like needed a puke bucket beside me while I was watching this shit. Like seriously. <laughs> okay, so you're thanking Melissa for meeting you. And she's you're like worried about me. Oh, I know. You're like, what, Melissa? We don't always get along, nor do we see eye to eye on everything. But you were the first one to call me. Uh, Tom, are you surprised? Yes, I know. We say every week, she's always the one that calls somebody or has their phone number or whatever. Oh my God. Yes. The first to call, especially if there's drama. Yes. Then she's like, I was worried about you. I know she was. (laughs) And Melissa's like, tonight I'm having drinks with Christy, which is very odd. Yes, but I'd I say. I have to do what I have to do. <laughs> Wait, which is breaking the fourth wall. Because <laughs> she's like, exactly. She's like, I, and, like I was forced to do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you guys are talking about how, you know, oh, you're I'm stubborn. mad at you or whatever. And Melissa's like, you know, she's stubborn, which I am. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you are stubborn. Here's a part where I'd like to kick your ass. <laughs> I was Kelly's biggest cheerleader. I, I, I'm having a bad time. Why haven't I gotten her text? And Melissa's like, it's like you broke up. Yes, we did. I'll give you, I'm your big, you're my biggest cheerleader. Go team, go. Yeah, okay. Go team, go. I'm your biggest cheerleader too, bitch. Go team. Right, so cool. here's when you hold Melissa's hand. I, Kelly, I am ashamed of myself. As the leader of the bitchettes, I'd like to issue a blanket apology to everyone I've let down in this moment. I am ashamed. I've repented. I've gone through some deep psychological <laughs> therapy. And I'm sorry that I I behaved in this way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you grab Melissa's hand and say, Melissa, we weren't always the best of friends, but thank you for meeting me. And Melissa's like, you know, I worry about you. I know she does. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't worry by pushing me right off a bridge. Okay, Thursday, I would smack you for this. I think, thank down, Melissa is being a better friend to me at this point than Kelly is. Kelly? Fuck you. Fuck That's me? all I have to say. Okay. That's all I have to say. All I have That's to say. That's all I have to say. Let's leave it at that. Back up. Here's what I have to say. Do you think that was a pickup? It better have been. Uh-huh. It better have been. Do you think I would have said that on my own fruition? I would hope not. No. I would hope not. Okay. I have a rep to protect. Okay. Yeah. Now we're at Maddie's solo rehearsal. Oh, please stop. Abby's wearing a headband. We forgot oh. to drink earlier. She actually had a headband on too when I tried to speak to her at the desk. Oh, God. She has a yellow one on. Yeah. It must have been like a Steeler game day. So if you notice in this, <clears throat> Maddie's wearing the same outfit that she was wearing in Pyramid. And she already knows the dance? Yeah. Huh, how'd that happen? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because this isn't the day of Pyramid. So she obviously started it. Well, like- I mean, Kelly, if people missed our episode of our anniversary episode, we played the clip of Abby finally admitting that for years, Maddie would learn dances far before anybody else without the cameras. So this is an example of that, clearly, Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Yes. So Abby tells Maddie that the goal of this routine is to tell the judges who she really is, aside from her reputation and what she's they've heard about her. And she says that Maddie Solo is a little edgier than she normally has done in the past. You may think you know who Maddie is. She's very angelic and 
does these lyrical routines that are so pretty. But Maddie is going to prove to everybody that they don't know who she is and she's more than they think. Okay, did this dance look the same as all the other dances or is it just me? I, I think it had a little more attitude to it, but I well, mean, basically the steps the, were the, the same. The steps, I'm yes, talking about the steps. The steps. Yes, yes. But okay. I think it was a little edgier, like as yes. far as like, yeah. She had some sassier faces. Exactly. But, but yeah. the dance itself, it was faster. But if you slowed it down, it was the exact same choreography that Abby always gives her. Yeah. So then we move on to Nia and Paige's duet. Oh my God. We're black this time. Yep. Like her soul. Uh Uh-huh. So Abby, you know, make sure she tells them that this is the duet that they had from the week before. So, you know, they might get a second chance. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. So she she says, you had two weeks to do this number, so it should look twice as good as Maddie and Brooke's solos. They've been doing their dances for a day, and you've had an entire week. Well, Uh, we already showed Maddie was doing hers for a few days, which we know was a few weeks. Yes. And I would also like to point out that Abby is really rocking some orange plastic rhinestone crap in the scene. Yes. (laughs) She's been wearing that. Yeah. Oh. So really, in this... Brooke is the only one that learned the dance in two days because Maddie learned hers early and Paige and Nia learned theirs the week before. So Mm. Brooke's the only one that really learned her dance Mm -hmm, in two mm -hmm. days. But Abby watches the girls rehearse the duet and she, you know, criticizes them for not thinking. Um, You can't go out there and look any less of a dancer than Maddie. And here she is, and this is, again, underlying issues that I have is that she's saying that to these kids, but on TV. So everybody who's watching thinks that that is the truth or whatever. And it's such bullshit. Yeah. So Abby looks up and motions to Holly and I to come downstairs. And Holly's like, I think there should be closure to last week's experience at the competition. And I think the girls should do the duet. Holly says, you know, that, Abby's psychological shit is how she should approach the situation. Did that make any sense? I don't know what I'm saying. No. First of all, when Abby calls you guys downstairs, Holly is so nervous. She's like, oh, she wants us. She wants us. She needs to go. She wants us downstairs. Kelly, she wants us downstairs. I'm like, Holly, settle down. Like, it's all right. But then I. Yeah, but Holly was fighting with Abby. So she, that's why she was nervous. Oh, of course. Holly normally doesn't fight. So right. I think she's afraid there's going to be a confrontation again between the two of them. I do think it's funny that Holly's like, I need to do some Abby psychology. Okay, Holly, I, I feel like that could be a losing battle. I'm just saying, I don't think that we can predict her behavior based on past experience because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So me and Holly go into the room and Abby tells us that she's letting Nia and Paige do the duet. And, you know, Nia and Paige are all excited. And Abby reminds Holly that, you know, she pulled the duet because of Holly's behavior and that going forward, that behavior is not going to be tolerated. I can't even like you've never tolerated anything, but like now you're like, oh no. Well, she just wants to say it so she can act like she has authority because she just, you know, suspended you. So she'll do it to somebody else. Right. Right. Well, she wants to use it as a weapon. So Holly says in her eyes, Nia already won regardless on how the duet places. And Abby asked, or she says, Nia and Paige asked me to do it. They'll either sink or swim. Hey, we're going to Florida. There's sharks. 
why does she say such dumb <laughs> shit? I don't she know. aware that she's on TV and this stuff sounds stupid. Uh-huh. But we got a drink because Jill has on a fur vest. She does? Yeah. I didn't even know. I can't believe I missed that fur vest. Yeah. I mean, and you got to love an episode that we're wearing fur and then we're in the heat. Yeah. Well, do you, I know that we were made up at some point in Fort Lauderdale because we all went out the one night. I don't even know if we have the kids with us. The kids may have, no, we did have the kids. We ate down on that big, it was like a dock and there are all those different restaurants. And there was that one big boat that looked like a restaurant. I think we ate on a boat when we were walking along the pier, there were those, um, I don't even know how you say it. Like photo opportunities on like fake jet skis with water backgrounds. And there are the dumbest pictures of the five of us, like all piled on jet skis. <laughs> oh my God. Do you have those? I don't have, I will look, I think I know where I could find them, but it's like the five of us, like and three, you'll have to put them on the Patreon if you can find them. If I can find them. <clears throat> and then there's also pictures of us around some fucking pole. I don't know why. I think we pretended we were pole dancing. We were idiots. Pole dancing. I think so. Oh my, that's a scary thought. Yes, no, I don't pole dance. <laughs> All right, so upstairs, you and Joe are talking about our fight. And Jill asks, you know, how we're planning on moving forward. Will you continue? Will we continue not to talk? I was going to say, well, as long as we haven't made up on camera yet, of course, we're not going to talk. Yeah. So you say that, you know, last week was difficult for you and Chloe and that I was the only one who didn't call you, which you lie. And you feel like an outsider now because life went on without you and Chloe when you weren't there. And it feels like nobody misses you. I know how that feels because I wasn't there, you know, for those. Yeah, it's just hard. It's hard when, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I cannot for the life of me understand how guests could come onto the show and go balls to the wall at us. Because we were like dance moms, like in our fiber of our being, like we were the OGs, like we earned those fucking spots on those gray steps and to be gone for even a week you felt like an outsider yeah and so you came back in and you were like oh god i'm at a disadvantage i do not know how new people came in and thought they could hold our own because i was nervous sitting there yeah it's intimidating yeah it's a so, gaggle of bitches so you're like i'm not the snort <laughs> snarly bitch i am the snarling bitch a bit oh my god <laughs> Fuck oh, me. snarky. I'm the snarky bitch. I'm the snarky bitch of the group. I'm not the crier. I'm not the emotional one. And I feel so out of sorts. I did. I hated it. I, I'm not a crier either. And mm-hmm. I am on the show. Like every other week, I'm like crying about something. I, yes. Well, I also think too, that maybe because we're not the criers, it's because I would say you and I are definitely people who kind of like are in control of things. Like, you know what I mean? And so when you're in a situation like this, that you're so fucking out of control, you feel yeah. out of sorts and you're just like so frustrated. Yeah. Yepers. So now we go to um, the group rehearsal and Abby's in with the girls. And she says, <laughs> if you want fame, start paying. <laughs> Right here, right now, with blood, sweat, sore muscles, and calluses. Oh, and she's like, 
you know, she's disappointed that no one made it into the top 10 at the last competition. And then she says the the girls need to rehearse like they're at booty camp and they need to work very hard. And, you know, she's screaming out to the girls, you know, while they're rehearsing and she's screaming to, to Chloe. And she's like, Yo, Blondie, you were gone for a week, not a year. That's a bitch. I know. And you're like, if Abby doesn't come around and at least give Chloe the common respect of calling her by her given name, I can't say I'm going to sit here and sit back and just let it happen. Now, now, asking any mother out here, would anyone tolerate this? No. It's beyond dehumanizing. It is repulsive. Yeah. Yeah. So Abby, you know, steps out the hallway and she screams for us all to come down and to bring down our costumes. Abby says, we're leaving on a plane tomorrow morning. This is the third time we're changing the dance because they can't do some of the choreography correctly. She looks at Chloe again and says, Blondie, we we could all be home by now. And you point out, you know, you start screaming at Abby that she has, Chloe has a name. She's, you know, she's like, Chloe no longer has a name. Oh, I want to strangle her. And then I love when she goes, so do you. And it starts with a B. You're like, she has a name, Abby. And you're like, she's like, so do you. And it starts with a B. Yeah. And her starts with a C. (laughs) Melissa taught it to me. (laughs) Melissa's the one who taught me that name. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So then we arrive at the competition and... Melissa's like, intensity is a good competition for us this week because there's a lot of intense feelings going on between Abby, Christy, and Christy and Kelly. Yeah, I hate that I have so many intense feelings. Yeah. And while the girls are getting ready, Abby's giving them a pep talk. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're calling it a pep talk loosely, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So Abby's like, you're in Fort Lauderdale and these kids down here dance. Dance is a part of their culture. So you need to focus on your technique. Okay. As opposed to every other week when our kids are like, fuck it, we're here for fun. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sitting there doing my Brooks hair and Melissa's like whispers to me if I, and asked me if I went out last night. Yes, we did. We rode wave runners. Yeah. But I say, no, we didn't go out. Melissa assures me that she thinks, you know, I did nothing wrong. And I'm pretty sure Melissa said it or drinks with me that I did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So like Abby has said in the past, Melissa mm-hmm. says what she wants to say to who she's talking to. Yeah. love Perfect example. Way. Perfect example. So Jill hollers out, you know, Christy, you're being awfully quiet. <laughs> Holly says, where's that fire? Where's that spunk? And you're all like, gone. all gone. <laughs> Jill's like, you're not a wallflower. And you're like, maybe I've turned over a new leaf. You were just sitting there being a bitch. Yes, I was being such a bitch. Yeah. And Abby was wearing a very aggressive star necklace. Drink. (laughs) She had an aggressive orange star necklace on too. No wonder why stars traumatize my child. (laughs) So then we see Abby giving Maddie a pep talk. And she's like, when you get out there, it's your face that wins. Everybody here has beautiful technique. Nobody else has Maddie's face. Then she looks at Paige. And says, Paige, no need to be goofy. It's fun. <laughs> it's hot. You should look beautiful. You've had a few weeks to work on this routine. What a difference in the pep talks, you know? So then I look at Abby and I'm like, they really haven't had two weeks to work on the routine. And Abby's like, I know that's because they don't self-motivate themselves and work on their own routine. And I'm like, 
when do you want them to work on it? Like Christy, yes. was there any time to work on a routine that was not scheduled in? No, there was not. And which is one of the reasons why it's so fucking frustrating when people are like, why didn't you pay for privates? Why didn't you just get a private? They weren't offered to us. Absolutely yes. not offered to us ever. And we if we had them, we weren't given them. Like, right. It, we had standing privates. And I say that later on, I had a private, but I didn't get mine. No, but Maddie got hers. It, Maddie got hers and yours. Like yeah. that was the problem is that yeah. it was always like that. And that's the time that we would have got to work on them. Other times, every studio was either had them filming in it, filming somebody else doing the routine, or there was a class in the other ones. So there was nowhere to rehearse. No. And if you were out of the room being filmed, you were supposed to be at the homework place. Yeah. Doing your you homework. You were with the tutor or you had yes. to take so a there, break. And when you weren't there, you were at school. So I don't know when she thought you were supposed to work on something that wasn't being filmed. Kelly, she didn't. She was just saying that on TV to make your kids look bad. Like that's what people have to understand. And everybody gets annoyed that we repeat the same things, but we have to repeat it every week because people fucking forget. They're like, why didn't you just pay for a private? Mm -hmm. Okay. I would have paid $9 billion for a private. We couldn't get that. Yeah. I say, you know, when do you want them to work on it? We had privates, but we weren't able to get those, but Maddie got hers. Right. And that makes me sound like such a bitch. And like that I'm I saying know. it against Maddie. I'm not saying it against Maddie. It's Abby who's not allowing us to get our privates. I have right. nothing against Maddie for going to hers because if I was getting one, I would go too. It's just. No, it's when she keeps like comparing our kids to Maddie. It's like, but then Maddie got then her. she says, I'm jealous, but I know. I, you weren't really jealous. You're just pointing out a fact. Right. That she got hers and I didn't. Well, I love the next part because you're like, you're over there doing her makeup, which we'll talk about the whole conversation in a minute. You're like, you're over there doing her makeup, blah, 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 blah. One thing I want to point out, and I don't know if we've really even talked about this yet, but it is something that used to drive us batshit crazy. And I know specifically you, because you had two kids is Gianna was like Melissa's own personal assistant. Like she came in the dressing room. She would like do, um, she would stretch them, stretch she would them. do makeup. She would do her hair. And then Abby would do their makeup and hair and like be fussing with their costume. Like everything that we were supposed to do, Abby would be like, give me a needle and thread. So we would like thread the needle and hand it to Abby and she'd be fixing Maddie's costume. Meanwhile, in the meantime, I'm getting two kids ready. And sometimes I'm doing two kids for a group dance and then a solo or a duet or whatever. And half the time Mackenzie didn't have a dance. And, Abby's and all not the even rest of the times- she had Gianna and Abby to help. And also, Abby's not even running their dances, no. which is what her job was. Yes. And which, which is what I'm trying to point out, but I look jealous. I love because you go, that's your job. And that is a meme all over the internet. When you point in that red dress, when you go, that's your job. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 So I, you know, we point out all that stuff that, you know, Melissa doesn't do their makeup. Abby's doing their makeup, all that kind of stuff. She tells me how jealous I am. Oh, then she says, oh. well, Melissa has never walked into my studio and said, my children are my job. Never. And I look at her and this makes me sound like a bitch, but I said, I don't need a job. And mean, not meaning that I had money. 
I was meaning that my kids are my job. Like, Mm -hmm. and I've always said that I never went to college because I didn't want a job. I wanted my job to be my kids. Mm -hmm. And I still say that to this day. Mm -hmm. And she, Abby's like, I know, but your kid still needs to point her feet. And I look at her and say, that's your job to teach them. And she's like, no money can buy talent. I hate her. Yeah. But we can, we know that money buying gifts can get you ahead. And we also know that when Abby needs a ringer in Brooke's age division, she goes to Brooke. Uh, Exactly. Um, So Abby's like, she threatens to pull Brooke solo and Paige's duet, you know, if, if I want to do this and I want it to be pulled again, you know, she, she can, she has the power to do that. Oh, uh-huh. and she's like, you know, just ask Holly and Christy what running their mouth has gotten them. I suggest you shut up and sit down. Abby's like, you know, this is for Brooke's first solo back. We'll see if it's her last solo on the team. And she, looks at, uh-huh. she looks at Neon Page and says, go out there and dance today. Don't make me sorry that I get, I let you do the duet. You understand? What a pep talk, huh? Uh-huh. Then you're like, there's an elephant in the room. And for once, it's not Abby. Well, you didn't like my fat joke? No. <laughs> you usually are my biggest fat joke fan. No, because you were saying it was me. You're like, Kelly and I have this huge fight going on. And eventually, we're going to have to talk about it. And, you know, everybody starts heading to stage. And I'm like, you know... I want to talk to you, but I want to get Paige on stage because I didn't want to take time. Oh yeah, no. Away from I don't even. Abby do- obviously wasn't helping Paige and Nia get ready, so I was doing it. I didn't want to take time out of filming me and you talking instead yeah, of getting them ready. But I honestly don't even think they would have had us talk at that point because we wouldn't have had coverage, like cameras, because yeah. we had to get to stage. Yeah. So then we're you know at the competition stage. And Abby says, you know, the judges think that Maddie is pretty sweet, pretty little Maddie. And she's going to tell the judges and every single person in the audience that don't judge a book by its cover. So Maddie goes out and does her solo. And Abby says, Maddie came back strong. Maddie's technique was superb. Um, It didn't matter if Maddie went out and fell on the stage. Abby would still tell everyone that she was perfect because at that point of the show, that's all she cared about, like advancing. And Mm -hmm. when I say that, I'm not saying that as bitter or jealous. I'm telling you guys, the facts were you could be sitting in practice and we would be like, her foot is sickled, Abby. And she'd be like, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Like she just would blatantly say like, I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So then they show Brooke behind the stage and she's like rehearsing her routine. And I say in my interview, Brooke is nervous and she keeps going off on her own to run her solo. Brooke wants to prove to Abby that she can perform it well. Uh, then Nia and Paige go up and hug Brooke and she's kind of like, like, it's like she's trying to think, you know, mm-hmm. and she's just like, oh, you guys are like distracting me. Leave me alone. Let me. It's think. cute though. But, um, well, first two things, Brooke's costume, gorgeous. Love her costume. Yes. For once Love. we have a nice costume. Her yes. costume is gorgeous. And then also, did you notice that the dance mom's Miami cast is sitting behind us? I do. Cause I noticed that they were Lucas. Is that his name? Was sitting beside Maddie at awards. Yes, I saw that too. Abby's in interview and she says, Brooke nailed her routine. It was fluid. 
Um, she is back to the old Brooke. And then Brooke says she thought she did well. She didn't fall out of any of her tricks. She didn't forget her choreography. And she thinks she showed Brooke that, or Abby that she cared. What did you think of Brooke's dance? I thought it was good. I did too. And I actually thought that it was uh, one of the dances that we saw good choreography or good yeah. execution in. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of my, her better dances, I thought. Mm-hmm. I agree. Did you see, they show the audience and did you see Mrs. Miller in there? I did. I did yeah. see her. So now we're getting ready for Paige and Nia's duet. And Abby says, Nia and Paige could have had straighter legs and pointed feet. They could have been better all overall dancers, but that's not the point of this piece. It was musical theater piece that focused on telling a story. And that's exactly what they did. They entertained the audience. Holy crap, are you going to fall over that she said something maybe a little bit positive about that? Kind of. I was like, wow. But yeah, I thought the duet was good. I did. I thought the duet was very good. But I thought that the like the theme and the costuming was juvenile. I was just going to say the same thing. I thought it was very young. But I I liked it. Like had she applied, like taken all of that and just made it into like a more mature piece. Mm-hmm. It would have been great, but I think it was too young for them. Yeah. But I thought yeah, it, it was something was like good. Mackenzie should have did. Yeah. Yes. So um, now we go into the dressing room and Abby comes in clapping, you know, and she's the first thing she says is I thought Maddie was absolutely amazing. And, you know, we all agree. Abby congratulates everybody and she hugs, you know, Maddie, me on page and Holly's like, I am shocked. I think Abby respected Nia as a dancer. They showed Abby that they went out and did the dance and that they could dance. I don't know if Abby said that, Hall. I don't think so either. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I was kind of confused by that, but I was like, whatever. Oh, I, okay, I mean, look, we will go for it, you know? like I mean, I Maddie was- got a... She was absolutely amazing, and we got... Their legs could have been straighter and their feet could have been pointed, yeah, they could have been even... overall better dancers. <laughs> right. I, I I don't know that she was saying we were good, Holly. No, but I love I love yeah. Holly's positive thinking, right? Yeah, positive I was gonna thinking. say her spin, her like political yeah. spin. Yeah. I love that Abby also did not say fucking boo about Brooke. No. Yeah. She didn't. And she didn't hug Brooke either. I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed yeah. that. And like I mean, still to this fucking day, she will be like, oh, I thought I would be at the Highlands weddings and stuff like and she'll always be like, oh, I love those kids like they're my own. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Abby talks to Nia, you know, when they're done with the duet and she talks to her about how she pulled it last week and she wanted her to know why she pulled it. I didn't quite get that. Did you think there was something else there? What do you mean? Like, like, because when she pulls dances other times, she doesn't like pull the kid aside and explain it. Yeah, I don't, I wonder if she was backpedaling a little bit because of it being about, like Holly saying at Pyramid, like this was about Nia's, um, maybe her medical condition. I don't know. Yeah, because she's never pulled one of the kids aside and explained things. And I literally said, why is she talking to a child about her mom? 
Yeah. And then she's like, everything happens for a reason. And this dance wouldn't have been good last week. Well, how the fuck do you know that? You know? Yeah. But Polly says, I think this is Miss Abby's way of an apology. No, I don't think so. And Abby's like, no, I'm not apologizing. I'm glad I pulled it. Yeah. I am so (laughs) glad I pulled it. Oh my gosh. What a pain in the ass. Uh Uh-huh. So then Abby, you know, says that somebody should be apologizing for sloppy legs. And Holly's clearly annoyed by Abby's rude behavior. You know, she's not very nice. So then everybody gets ready for the group. Abby has the girls running the dance in the routine. And she says that these girls know that money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. They know what it takes to win. And they also know how it feels to lose. And then, you know, before we all got on stage, Abby is like, you know, we need more money on this costume. And then she's like, Kelly, do you have any money in your purse? Mm -hmm. You always talk about how much money you have. Let's pull it out. You can't stick credit cards on Brooke. That dress has already been done. Who did the credit card dress? Was it Katy Perry or Lady Gaga? Somebody did a credit card dress. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah, but I love it. I was like, oh, Kelly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jealous much? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bags Uh, of money. So Jill says she doesn't know if this is a good use for money, but Abby wants a lot of dollar bills stuck on the costumes. And Abby looks at Jill and says, where's your money? Come on, give me that purse. Come on. (laughs) Or she's like, don't hit me with it. Just show it to me. Oh my. Jill's like, I'm not Kathy. Oh my. And she hands over her small Louis Vuitton. I (laughs) am cracking up at the little Louis. I know. I wanted to say, where's the big one? Yeah. Where's that big Louis, Jill? (laughs) Big big Louis. uh, You need the big Louis to hold all that cash. Uh Uh-huh. Then we go to Chloe and interview and she says that she's nervous. She hasn't danced on stage in two weeks. And she's like, I just hope that I'm not rusty and I don't want to let the team down. Low bird. Yeah, and then it shows them all putting hands on stage. They're so and cute. They have me and you separated. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's very unusual. And you're drinking in your coffee cup. Oh, wait, did I say that? I was. Yes. Because you were. of what we were saying. What were we saying? I don't know. You go to interview and say, um, everything feels off. Not being on good terms with me and Kelly makes me the situation feel very awkward. Mm-hmm. Abby says the group routine was different from most of the other numbers at the competition, which that will help us get a high score. Okay, wait, I have a question. What did you think of the group dance? I liked it. Did you? You didn't like it? No, I did. I thought it was interesting because they were all in a circle. And did you notice they did like the staggered standing back handsprings? Yeah. I wondered, because we didn't normally do like a standing back handspring, which was fine. I mean, like, look, even though Chloe's not like in Because it was the first, Chloe's first exam yep, and she's I not wondered, strong at that. Yep. Yeah, I wondered if that was a setup to like, absolutely. hopefully that she got fucked. Absolutely. I was like, oh, we don't because normally if, do that. If, if she was on good terms with Abby, Abby would have had Chloe doing the turns in the center. Oh, no. She would have never done the turns in the center. Uh, no. 
never did she want to no? returns in the Senate. It was always Maddie. Yeah, because it used to burn but me. a normal choreographer would have because yes. Chloe's the least at the, of the acrobatics. So yes. she would be doing it in the center while everybody else. Yes. Back hand spring. Right. I do agree. And that's that. basically what I meant. Yeah. So now we are going to awards. And how about Jill? Jill dancing. Dancing in the audience. Oh my God. She's a nut job. She is a nut job. And that clip, I have seen a bazillion times of her doing that. What is it? Gang- Gangnam style or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She fucking, lo- anytime that or the wobble came on, Jill lost her fucking mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, so there's a fucking wobble. Saddle. So they do the awards for the duets and trios and Paige and Nia get fourth place with mm-hmm. 263.3 points. And Abby says, I think Nia and Paige were lucky to get in the top five. They certainly wouldn't have won last week when I pulled them. How do you and know? Just, they didn't work on it all week. So it would have been the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, like, so. but, like you just told us Miami had the greatest dance or wherever we were. Fort Lauderdale had the greatest dancers ever. But they wouldn't have scored in Detroit last week. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't ever follow her narrative because it's always usually a little screwy. Uh-huh. So we do teen awards and Brooke got fifth with 283.4 points. And Abby says, this is the best I've seen Brooke dance in a long time. It wasn't good enough for first place, but she did show me that she cared just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I guess it's Gino from Candy Apples. I saw. Yeah, but he was also from. Wasn't he on Dance Moms Miami? I thought so. I thought that's who it was, but I don't know. I don't know if Gino was on Dance Moms Miami. There was a blonde mom who was on Dance Moms Miami, and she was sitting behind us. I can't remember who she belonged to. I thought she had a son, but I don't. It's not Gino. I don't remember. I never watched. Yeah, I never did either. Yeah. But um, okay, so then we do junior solos and Maddie got first place with 291.5 points. Abby's thrilled. Yes. Cream then for we- jeans. <laughs> then um junior small group awards, we got first place. Woo-hoo! Money's the beautiful evil. Evil won. Evil wins. Evil will prevail. Yep. Um, so then we go into the dressing room and Abby congratulates everyone. And she even tells Brooke she was proud of her. Yeah, I saw that. Weird. Then Abby, you know, she congratulates Maddie. And for some reason, I scream out that I thought Maddie was amazing. Maddie, you are amazing. I know. I, I, thought, I thought that was weird. Yeah. Abby says, I have one last quote, ladies. Sometimes greed is good. And Abby throws a wad of cash on the floor and the girls all go chasing after trying to pick it up. They're like scavengers. I know. They scamper. They scamper uh-huh. about. Then Abby says, you know, for once in her life, Christy and Kelly aren't picking a fight with me. They're fighting with each other. Yeah. So I'm going to walk out of here and enjoy my weekend. You enjoy it. You uh, see ya. Go so eat she some leaves the dressing room. Fried shrimp. Uh-huh. Once Abby leaves, I tell you, you know, I want to speak to you in private and I ask you to come outside. I'm just reading my notes. I literally wrote when Abby said, I'm going to walk out of here right now and enjoy my weekend. You want to know what my notes said? What? Hate her. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I ask you to come outside and talk to me and you don't say anything and you make a face at me. And I'm like, if you don't want to talk, we don't have to. You're rolling your eyes. Yes, I am. And here you are, like a two-year-old. I'm a grown-up. Up, if like I want to roll my eyes, I'm entitled to. It's true. I can. I can. I can roll like, my eyeballs. Well, why can't we hear? I are you dead? Yes. But I'm like, I mean, seriously, like, why would we discuss it? It's like a personal thing. Why would I we discuss know. it in front of them? I but know. we might as well have because yes. they're all sitting at the door with their ears up against the door. I'm so shocked they didn't have a glass leaned up against the I door. Know. They're like, oh, uh, gossip out there. Uh-huh. I mean, to be fair, it probably was very unusual and interesting that we were fighting because yes. we didn't fight. Uh-huh. And also every one of them was like, damn, those bitches aren't fighting with us. I know. They were loving it. Loving it. So we're out in the hallway and we're having, you know, our heated discussion over when I called you or whether or not I called you or whether or not you answered and, you know, we're just going back and forth. And this conversation is so stupid. I know. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I called you. What else do you want me to do? You're like, you should get in your car and drive to my house. Okay. Okay. And like, what I want to say is, hello, bitch, I'm filming and I don't have time to call you, let alone drive to your house. Like, let's be realistic. You filmed with us for three seasons. Now, you know, I don't have time. Yeah. And P.S., I don't think I would ever expect anybody to get in their car and drive to my house. I probably just said it because it was like the first thing that came to my brain. Uh Uh-huh. So then I'm like, I called you. If you don't answer my phone calls, then fuck you. (laughs) I'm like, fuck you. And you're like, no, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, no, fuck fuck you. Like, seriously, Christy, fuck (laughs) you. (laughs) We're like, who can say fuck you the most? And then I'm like, thank you. And you go, you're welcome. (laughs) We're not two-year-olds. We Good down. thing we didn't fight very often because we weren't very excited. We're just no. exciting. We're just like, who can say fuck you the most? Yeah, we go down as probably the stupidest fight in Dance Moms. And actually, I think that both of us in other fights have had way better comebacks than fuck you. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck uh-huh. you. Fuck you harder. Fuck you upside oh, down. Gosh. Fuck you sideways. And never once in the whole thing did we really ever say why we were fighting. No. I think we even knew. I don't even think we knew. I think just shit was so tense at this point that we were just like done. I remember at one point being like, we're together more than we're with our husbands. Uh-huh. And thank God, because I don't we think- say that all the time. Yeah. Ugh, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, go uh-huh. fuck yourself. Oh, no, you fuck yourself. <laughs> So then it's like, I, I leave the building and then it ends with them showing you sitting on, on a bench. Yes. All forlorn. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, I hated this episode. Oh, well, I do we think so dumb. We are stupid. I do think, I think we make up in the next episode. I don't think we fight for more than one episode, which is great. I don't either. Which is great. I don't think because... we have a chance because I think next week is when Broadway baby passes away. Yes. So it's all about that. Yes. And of course we end up fighting with Melissa because that's what we do. And this is the fucking fight with Kaya with Jill and Kaya. Yeah. This is wild. I can't wait to talk about this because I'm just glad it's not with us. Yes. But also Kel, there's not very many times where I'm standing there in dance moms. There's like a handful that I'm like, Huh, I don't really know how this is going to go down. And this is one of them. Yeah. I'm like, Huh. 
I don't yeah. know how this is going to end. I'm like, Joe might get murdered. And Kira, is that her name? Kira? Kira? Kaya. Kaya. You never knew what she was going to do. She was a little. That's what I'm saying. More aggressive than we yeah. were used to. Yeah. Correct. Yes. And that's why I'm like, yeah, we didn't quite know where this was going to end, how this was going to end. And Jill just was like fucking going for it. And I'm like, um, we might want to pull it back just a tinge. A hit tinge. <laughs> Tiny, tiny bit, like a hair. Jill got a a taste of what it was like to have that big fight with Kathy. So she just wanted to go at it again. Uh, She she must have liked that. I don't know. Kaya's one that I probably wouldn't have opted to fight with. No. Because we didn't know her. Kathy, you knew like when she was going to turn and run with her tail between her legs. Uh Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So how many drinks did you need to get through this episode? (sighs) say two or three i'm definitely three or four because of the whole abby not speaking chloe's name it was disgusting yeah. that yeah. was awful yeah. all right who had the worst outfit of the episode you know i didn't really pay attention much to these outfits nobody was really egregious no i would say abby's orange plastic rhinestone craft yeah. was probably what stood out the most to me yeah what about misdemeanor or felonies? Oh my God. Our fight was definitely yeah, a felony. For sure. Acting um, like we were two. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. No, fuck you. Yes. I think that was a felony. However, I do think that Abby had the biggest felony of them all by just like dehumanizing Chloe and not speaking her name. That was disgusting. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite quote from the episode? Um, I had a couple. I liked when you said, I want to walk into the studio. Like I want to st- slam a stiletto in my eyeball. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 no, that is my favorite because believe me, I felt that way almost every time I walked into that freaking studio. And I am not being dramatic in the least. I no. literally would prefer physical harm. Yes. And go in yes. there and apologize. Uh-huh. For sure. Not good. What was your favorite? Uh, probably that the stiletto I mean I really did like that I also liked when you said that's your job like with that little finger because that's been up on my memes like, yeah a zillion times that's your job and I also liked when Brooke did her interview and she was like Abby knows I could care less I couldn't care less about dance so that's why I'm doing this solo called you know care less yeah that's yeah. funny uh I also liked when Paige said what did she say about Nia she was like, oh, remember. I'm terrified for I'm Nia. Miss Abby is scary at times. <laughs> she said, I'm terrified for Nia. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite dance from the episode? Absolutely. I liked Brooke's solo. I was going to say, I think Brooke's solo I'm gonna was go my with favorite. That because, I mean, I like the group dance, but Brooke doesn't have many solo. And I like Maddie's solo too, but I'm going to go with Brooke's solo because she doesn't have many. Uh, the duet, I mean, I would love to pick the duet, but I, like I said, I thought it was It was very, young. Yeah, yeah. I personally like my performance with Melissa at Mohan's. I'm going to say that might've been the best. <laughs> I know, I know. God, I'm so sorry. I've let everyone down. Oh, uh, all right. Well, we're heading over to the after party now. Okay. We'll see, see you, you on that side. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. 
and check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt, like naked pizza, hell, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar. See you next time. See you next time. Baby, I just want to dance, dance, dance. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.